Welcome back to Trade Up with TJ, talking all things health, wealth, business, and lifestyle for tradies. Today I got on Chrissy T, the chippy. Welcome, brother. How are you? Good, mate. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. No, thanks for making the drive down. We're up here in a nice, beautiful Queensland. Yeah. And the weather's turned it on, that's for sure. No, <laughs> definitely. It's uh, yeah, good reason why I moved up 10 years ago. So, yep. yeah. No, Family always asks when I'm moving back and... When it's like this, the end of winter or even middle of winter, it's a bit hard to move back or even break their hearts and say I'm not. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. Let's just dive in from the start then even when probably you first decided to probably make the move up and or even wind us back to when you were down in Vic anyway um, and how it all sort of started and got into the chippy side of things and then made the move up. Yeah, so, um, oh, it's yeah, a long time ago now. Um, when I left school in, geez, I can't remember what year it was. It was nearly 20 years ago when I first left school. And that was sort of the first time I had a taste of tradie life. I actually did, um, I think, a nine, ten months of cabinet making apprenticeship when I was 15. Because um, mum said, if you're going to leave school, happy to do it, but pay your way. So straight out the door and into the work life and... Um, I always knew, even back then, I wanted to be a chippy, um, but being a cabinet maker was sort of easy having a factory, as you know, being a joiner yourself, that, you know, for apprentices and stuff, to have that base of it, um, yeah, for the factory, that's why I sort of got into that, and then, yeah, sort of quickly realised, um, yeah, it wasn't for me, and then jumped out of that, and then moved back home, back to Shepparton, um, left Melbourne and left mum and dad, and Went and lived with my uncle when I was 16, 17. And yeah, he was a uh, carpenter himself. So got a bit of a taste of it living with him and then actually studied and then ended up getting a job at a sports academy in Shepparton. Um, yeah, I was there for six, seven years. And then, yeah, me and my partner at the time, uh, we she wanted to move up as well. So we just went, stuff it, let's go. We're going to Gold Coast and... Yeah, the rest is history. We've been here nearly 10 years now, going on uh, Boxing Day this year. There you we, go. Uh, so. We left, drove our little Hyundai Gets up the road. and <laughs> <laughs> Nice big drive for you. Yeah, well, for her, I sat in the passenger side all the way. So it was all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's very true. Yeah, no, that's cool. So then moved up here and then did you keep pursuing chippying then once you moved up or st stuck to the sports side of things? Yeah, well, um, yeah, when I moved up, um, partly for footy reasons as well, had a um, mate who was coming up to coach in the local QAFL comp for Labrador. Um, yeah, him and a few of my mates, we moved up that he had coached as well back home. And, yeah, obviously footy clubs are full, full of tradies, so it was easy just to get back into that side of things pretty quick and did a few labouring jobs um, just to get some money in the pocket um, because, yeah, being three states away... It's a bit hard, so yeah, just did that, whatever whatever was available. And then from there, actually got onto a guy um, who's a um, carpenter and he did a lot of um, just mainly cladding side of things, did a lot of different claddings and ended up working with him for five, six years. And then, yeah, fast forward to Nelly, I was 31. We had our first child, he was going on two around about and thought I better go actually go get my ticket because if anything happens or if old mate that I was working for just decide to shut up shop I've sort of got nothing to fall back on so yeah he helped me out immensely he got me on to a mate of his who was a builder uh, put me on just a TA to start with um, for a few months and then to make sure it all work and then yeah got signed up when I was 31 around about 31 32 and yeah and then he actually shut up shop himself probably a month before covid so it was over that christmas period um sort of knew things weren't going too well because he didn't really have any more jobs in the pipeline and our two other chippies were leaving anyway so he sort of felt it was right to leave and I had no qualms with it, it is what it is. And then, yeah, a month later, COVID hit and I sat on the couch for 
three months halfway through an apprenticeship and yeah that was that was really tough that yep. was um yeah message a lot of people a lot of phone calls trying to get work even just anything and then actually got on to a mate um him and his brother have have a building company still going um yeah he put me on to finish my apprenticeship um yeah which was awesome he um yeah taught me a lot as well and then yeah, it was sort of one of those things, um, yeah, I actually get a lot of messages from tradies as well, Ux, and when do you feel like it's the right time to go out on your own and stuff? And I hear it a lot, like there sort of is no real right time. Like I sort of look back on a lot of things and I've sort of been pushed into them and it's not until you get pushed into them, like you never really know when something's right for you. Like you just got to go out there and try it and that was sort of how that scenario played out like they were sort of going different direction as well and um yeah i thought well might give this business crack and go out on my own and see what what happens and if not there was yeah plenty of work out there so i could fall back so i thought it was perfect timing to have a crack and that was about september october last year so nearly 12 months ago it's all just happened from there let's even from the mention at the start then obviously having the first kid and how just transition with all that, obviously, then going through, going through on sort of probably a mature age, apprenticeship wage and that kind of stuff. How do you go with the missus sort of probably navigating that as well to become a father and go through that process? How do you go with that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very tough because, um, yeah, at mature age, even though, like, the hourly is pretty good, um, yeah, you're still lucky to be taken home probably a 1000 a week and then you're... Like I said, we're up here by ourselves, so you're taking, you know, 50% of that out for rent straight away. And, um, yeah, the missus working three or four days a week or, um, yeah, with our son at daycare as well. So, yeah, no, it was it was very tough. Um, had a lot of support from both our families along the way through that period. So, yeah, yeah, very tough. Yeah. How have you transitioned now probably to still being a father, obviously, but running business now and sort of going in that pipeline? And do, how do you manage sort of – not your work-life balance, I couldn't say, because sometimes you don't – I don't believe in it in a way, but <laughs> how do you go sort of managing that as well? Like spending time with the family and sort of setting those boundaries in place? Yeah, again, um, I think, yeah, my missus would love me to balance up the family a bit better um, or a lot more. Um, but, yeah, you know, they say, you know, work work for yourself and uh, you've got free time and stuff. But at the moment, it's pretty hard. Like, um, yeah, there's a lot of time away from the family, especially early days. There's, like, a lot of new businesses or businesses out there would know the early days, you, you know, you're putting in the groundwork. Um, you're sort of doing everything you can to get your foot in the door or over the line and doing those extra hours. So, um, yeah, a lot of credit to my missus who's sort of... Nearly at times being a single parent because I'm you know out the door at six at home at six most week most days, and then even yeah lately been working a lot of weekends and and then we throw footy on top of that like coaching and stuff so yeah I don't get to see the family much um, but yeah it's uh, like you said it's it's a juggling act really yeah yeah no that's crazy and even obviously you mentioned starting your or going through your apprenticeship obviously being in the industry for a while but then doing your apprenticeship at that later age what sort of made you like i know you said you wanted to get that ticket get it under your belt but like probably knowing to pursue that and have like that passion passion about probably the trade to be one of the qualified chippies out there what made you sort of stick it like know you want to stay in it yeah well um like i said like i've always wanted to, i know i knew i wanted to do it since i was 13 14 um yeah, from a very young age to be a carpenter. So when I had that opportunity and had a chat um, with my boss at the time that I did the cladding with and, you know, he backed me in a lot um, from the initial sta stages. He he said, you know, whatever you need, I'll help you along the way. Just let me know. Um, so that that sort of just gives you that confidence to, to go give it a crack. Um, then obviously your partner backing you in as well. Um, but, yeah, it's... Just, yeah, one of those things that I think, yeah, because I always wanted to do it, yeah, um, yeah just just backing yourself in and having that crack. And, 
having a go. Yeah. So you've mentioned like sort of a few times, obviously you've got a good support crew around you. Yeah. Um, sort of had been pretty probably luck, not lucky, but like pretty fortunate in a way um, to do that. Like, do you reckon it's sort of probably the person you are as well? You sort of attracted those people in a way, like, and just sort of looking after everyone, it sort of comes around what you're giving out as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that age-old saying that, you know, whatever, however you treat people, you know, they're going to treat you back. So even yep. family and friends, like, you know, if you support them or, you know, look after them, that when their time comes to support you, I'm sure they're going to support you back as well. So, yep. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Going through that apprenticeship at, at that older age as well, did you sort of feel like sometimes you're like, fuck, what am I doing? Did you ever guess it or not? Um. Oh, yeah. Not over time, but yeah, it'd be odd days here and there. And yeah. Especially in the initial stages, uh, you know, the first six six or eight months. Um, not saying I was, oh, I'm oh, too good to do this and that, but yeah, you have those quick little little moments that keep you humble and you go, oh, you know, this is why I'm doing it. You know, I'm quickly re- realising, you know, six months in your apprenticeship and, you know, you've got to go back to, Stage one to finally eventually get back to the end of it. So yeah, yeah. yeah no, there was a few moments like that. Um, yep. You know, when you're on the barrow or shoveling and digging holes and <laughs> qualified boys are framing up and you're just like, no, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it keeps you humble pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, going back to trade school, doing some book work and going, fuck, I've done this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I was pretty lucky. I actually did all my theory online, which was really good. It was, um, yeah, perfect for me. Um yeah, not having to go to trade school and, um, you know, at the time I was 30, 31, 32, not having to go to trade school and hang around, you know, 16, 18-year-olds, so yep. nothing against them. But, you know, it was sort of being able to do it at my own pace as well. So, yep. you know, I could rip in and do if, – if I had a few um, wet days or something, I could go home and smash out some book work online and yep. – so, yeah, that was that was actually really good as well. Yeah. No, that's cool. And then, obviously, coming into, like, sort of the social media side and that kind of thing, obviously, we've talked off, but you are saying, like, that's just sort of taken off probably in a way. Like, you just sort of let it happen. If you've had, as you said to me before, if you had 10 followers, you'd probably still do it anyway. Yeah. Like, it's just something you probably just want to help people. Is that what it's come from? Yeah. Well, it's sort of just grown its own legs. Like we, yeah, like I said before, um, when I initially did it, it was sort of just a, a little lookbook for myself, if anything. Um, if I had a few mates following me, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, and then all of a sudden you start searching that niche of tradies and stuff and next minute you're following 100, 150 of those guys because you didn't realise that there was a lot of them out there or there was such a thing on Instagram full of tradies. And then, you know, you sort of start following them and I was, had a lot of conversations with heaps of guys and on uh, Instagram as well and, you know, a lot of them, a fair few of them actually were uh, mature apprentices as well in their trades and and then you start to find out you've got a lot, lot of things in common and, you know, you're trying to push barriers the same because you're mature age and some of them had families like I did. So, you know, you make a lot of connections through that and then through there it just, yeah, grew legs again and then got a few little perks along the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So... No, that's cool. So, obviously, with the Instagram and sort of social media side as well, like, what would you, how have you sort of pushed that or have you just sort of just, like, do you have a structure of how you've done it or, like, have you just sort of winged it probably in a way as well? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, like, I follow uh, a few um, different people that sort of social media experts or whatever and they tell you, oh, you've got to post this to post that to grow and sometimes I get caught up in a lot of that sometimes and then other times i'm just like i just can't be bothered like i sometimes i just don't post for like two weeks because i'm too busy and i'm just like oh it is what it is so i just gotta yeah i just gotta let it go and just let it be i think um just post whenever i can be bothered posting because if you get caught up in it too much it sort of takes away from what you're doing to start with which is you know put out quality work along the way and if you can get some content on it and so be it yeah 
Yeah. And having those few probably sponsors and people reach out as well. How have you found that? Has that been pretty weird the first time you sort of got <laughs> someone reach out or something yeah, happened? It was sort of, to be honest, the first couple was sort of like a little ego boost, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, you get a couple and then you sort of, you nearly, I was sort of directed a couple, even as most people that do follow me probably notice, I do post a lot of Makita stuff and um, yeah, I was hoping to get a few, but I do get a lot from a few reps from those guys. Um, but yeah, when you do get a few and then all of a sudden you start getting a lot and next minute you've got to knock them back and you're sort yeah. of like, does give you a bit of an ego boost, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, they want me, they want me, who yeah. else does? Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Um, you touched obviously a bit earlier too, like going through the apprenticeship um, and moving through those uh, sort of things. Um, like what would you say, obviously coming out the other side and obviously the, even the younger people wanted to do their time like, obviously, you done it at a later age, but the younger ones coming through now probably, and I believe it's sort of getting... It's probably harder for them because, obviously, the wage still isn't great, but, like, sort of going through those hard times and the younger generation coming through, what do you sort of think of that at the moment? It's a bit of a controversial topic in a way, you could say, yeah. the younger kids and, so obviously, people coming through the industry. What do you think of that sort of side of things as well? Yeah, you sort of... I even only just had a combo with a builder that uh, about this on uh, Thursday or Friday. Um... And we had a young labourer from his footy club and he was only 15 and he left me with him for the day and uh, just to push a broom around, help me out and clean. And he asked, he goes, oh, how is he? Is he goes, all right. And I said, well, you know, 90% of the time when we were 15, we didn't want to be at work. So, yeah, it is. It, I think we just got to, as the older guys, and realise, um, you know, what we were like at that age. Like, not everyone's going to be as passionate about the trade as we are and... Some are there just to get some money and work, but then the passion might come later. So we just got to got to nurture them a bit, I think. Um, and then at the same time, like I've thought about it a lot as well. Um, like if you do have an apprentice, and I understand every case is different, but the better you can train them up in it, the more money they can eventually make you because you're going to make them a great tradie and they might only be second year, you know? So the quicker and well not so much quicker but the better you can train them through their apprenticeship the better off they're going to be for your business really yeah yeah that's a cool way to look at it i've never really, like, i thought about it like that but in same stinks yeah you got to put a lot of time and patience into them i believe these days yeah, as well like sure. and it is hard it sort of doesn't happen overnight yeah. um but yeah that's a cool way to sort of look at it and break it down as well would you say as well it's probably getting harder with the stress probably having to quote stuff on the cheaper side and they're trying to put more pressure, sort of taking the pressure out on the apprentices, some of the builders these days? Yeah, it can be, can be a lot, lot of that. Um, yeah, because yeah, you've got deadlines and stuff to run to and, yeah, you can see where a lot of that comes from. Um, yeah, exactly. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, touching on that as well, like obviously working for yourself, have you ever thought about trying to put someone on or... What are you thought about that once you get a bit bigger and sort of go down that path as well? Yeah. Um, well, I nearly sort of do need someone. Um, yeah, it's definitely something I'm, I want to get into. Yeah. And, you know, um, get an apprentice under me eventually. Yeah. Um, but sort of just trying to, not trying to rush into that side of things too quick. I want to try and get myself, myself and the business side of things set up as good as I can get it. So then, you know, it gives me less percentage to fail yep. if I do put an apprentice on or and get two years down the track and yep. something happens or for whatever reason. So, yeah, eventually, yeah, definitely. I just, yeah, want to yep. get myself set up. Uh, yeah, like I said, set up as best as I can. Yep. And then, yeah, pursue that side of things. Yeah, no, that's cool. Obviously, as well, working for yourself now, that little bit and obviously having that pressure of if you fuck something that's on you, probably in a way. Yeah. How have you found that, like, sort of... Obviously, like, there's never a right time to go out on your own, but, like, do you feel like you're sort of taking probably more care of when you're doing shit now? Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, yeah like you said, everything's on you now. So, yeah, yeah, taking the time to make sure everything's sweet. Um, yeah, no matter what it is, whatever you're doing, you know, triple checking everything. You sort of nearly stress yourself out a bit. and But, you, again, you just got to back yourself in and know yeah. that, you've done the right job and eventually you do it a few times and and then you sort of 
revert back to, you know, yeah, backing yourself in and being a quality tradesperson. So, yep. yeah. No, that's cool. Like, so obviously now, so you've been, how long have you been qualified for now? Uh, I think it was middle of last year. Yep. So, yeah, just over 12 months. Yeah, and then just straight into going out on your own pretty much as well. Yeah, so yep. it was, yeah, it was only from being qualified to, yeah, I think I stayed with my builder for the builder for probably three months. Yep. And then, yeah, had a combo and we sort of both, yeah, both, oh, he's pulled me aside and we just, yeah, had a combo and thought it was best. Um, I think they sort of seen a little bit in me that I probably didn't at the time as well. Um, and then also they were heading in a bit of a different direction as well with their company. So yep. it was, yeah, pretty much perfect timing yep. in a sense. Yep. which was, um, yeah, a bit of a blessing in the end. Yeah, and then obviously as well, you said, like, obviously you went out on your own and then you had those three months sort of going, fuck, COVID, everything, like, as it was all pretty hectic times, very unknown. How did you sort of then come out of the other side of that and sort of find the work and manage the work as well, like, going, fuck, well, I've done nothing or this and that, and, like, how did you go through that? Yeah, well, um, I was pretty lucky um, just as I got qualified um, the guy that I worked with the cladding side of things before my apprenticeship, he literally rang me the day before I had the combo with the guys and said he was getting a little bit busy and he's like, do you know any qualified chibis looking for work? And I, that phone call, I was like, oh, no, nah, not at the moment. And then the next day I went into work, had the combo with the boys and and then, yeah, at the end of the day I rang him back and I said, oh, I've got a qualified carpenter, you might... might um, a bit of work to him. He's like, oh, yeah, who's that? And I said, me. <laughs> so, yeah, he was like, yeah, next day after that, we went and had lunch at the pub and had a good combo. And, yeah, um, yeah, like, he's helped me out with that side of thing immensely. Like, he gave me a bit of work and then I was lucky enough to pick up a lot of little jobs along the way. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it sort of snowballed from there. Yeah. No, that's cool. What have you sort of done as well, like, going into it, um, and then going out on your own so quick probably, but obviously you've still been in the industry very long. Like, how have you sort of kept learning and understanding? Is that where you're just doing stuff yourself or, like, how have you done that? Yeah, basically, um, obviously the business side of things, it's a lot, and you hear about it a lot from tradies and obviously we get taught to swing a hammer or whatever it is in your trade and become a good tradesman, but you're not really taught how to be a business person. So that side of things was, um, and still learning a lot of that now, um, that's been difficult because, um, yeah, you got to, there's a whole nother study, whole nother thing to it on that side of thing. Um, but, yeah, again, like um, my mate, he's, yeah, showed me a lot of the ropes and he's shown me how he's done a lot and obviously he's been in the industry for 35, 40 years as well, so... He's been able to show me, um, yeah, everything from how he quotes and does things. And early days um, when we were quoting stuff, he'd take me along and, you know, show me, oh, you say, you know, you talk to the clients. Like it might be something small, but eventually when you've got to do it yourself, um, for that first couple of times, like, yeah, it was pretty daunting having to rock up to someone's house and knock on the door and introduce yourself and try and talk through what they want, um, and, yeah, making sure you're ticking every single box because even now you sort of – you forget a few boxes that tick along the way. So it's more – the more you do, the more you get at it. Yep. Yeah, it's so – yeah, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you say there with clients and sort of meeting them, and we touched on earlier even, like communicating and like sort of – sort of got to become friends with the clients, would you believe? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, you see – you hear a lot of people – try and like they say oh you've got to keep that separate and they're just clients and they're paying you but sometimes um and you hear like we've spoken about before like with Dwayne here it's like even he says um a few times with a lot of his clients he's become real good friends with their clients and they've gone on camping trips and stuff together so I think sometimes people just got to put their egos aside and like there's nothing wrong with being becoming friends with clients and stuff like that and it'd probably make make the transition like during the process of whatever you're doing for them 
probably a lot easier because you can get that communication over a, a bit easier as well. Yeah. Yeah. Has that just sort of come to you naturally or is something you sort of had to force like to learn yourself? Like have you just been yourself in a way, would you say? Yeah, or probably fifty fifty to be honest. Um Yeah, like I remember early days like going back to the sports academy stuff, we used to talk all do a lot of public speaking to um big corporates and stuff and the first few times doing that, like during school, like I'd hate public speaking. Like you'd have to read a book and then get up and talk. Like I'd, I'd nearly wag school to, oh, happy to fail and not get up and present. But yeah, it's one thing. Again, the more you learn and the more you do, um, and repeat what you're doing, and just becomes natural in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I've had to learn a lot of it along the way, and um, but yeah, trying to be yourself as well, it helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not trying to hold up that shield, and then you feel like you slip up at points, and yeah. you're like, "Oh fuck, that's not me." I'll put the, put the work <laughs> yeah. mask back on. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, for sure. Um, that's pretty like crazy. Like it's just yeah, it's, um, it comes natural for certain people, I believe, and some yeah. for others as well. Um, what would you say? Like obviously, but moving up here compared to sort of like being down in Melbourne and that, like the industry is sort of different from way everyone builds down there to up here as well. I've yeah. seen both sides. Like, is it any different? Um, like those people I haven't, haven't done too much or if anything really down the Vic. Yeah. Um, just basically based on sort of who I follow and stuff on Instagram. But yep. um, obviously two different states. So, like, the codes and that are sort of different. And yep. um, even just basic things like with frames and stuff. I know a lot – I do know a lot of our frames up here have got a lot of bracing and – just simple things um, like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. So you've probably found that better to learn up here and go, fuck, I'm staying up here. I'm looking home to build a house now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, like we said before, even the weather. Yeah. Weather's massive. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's a lot hotter, isn't it, compared yeah, to home? Yeah, even during winter, um, like it doesn't rain too much up here, which is good. Yeah. During winter, so... And then you see mates like back home and they're cold and in the middle of winter wearing jackets and trying to yep. frame up or something in the middle of winter and yep. yeah, pretty fortunate to be honest. Yep. <laughs> so it's like saying that obviously with the weather and just talking about the lifestyle as well, is that sort of something that's probably kept you up here as well? Yeah, for yep. sure. Yep. Um, yeah, like I said, the footy side of things got me up here initially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of a lot of mates that have moved up and moved back or whatever, but. Or new blokes that come to footy, move up for footy and stuff in their first winter and it might be June or something. And we're still training and in singlets and stuff. And yeah, it's one thing, as good as the summer is, like obviously summer's amazing up here, but you really appreciate, I always say it to everyone, you appreciate how good the weather is here in winter. Yeah. Because it doesn't get below 10 degrees too often. So yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Now, coming back to footy as well, obviously, in that community and those kinds of things. Um, how have you found that? Obviously, when you first moved up, it was probably something that, like, sort of, you felt at home probably at a footy club. Yeah, everyone's pretty welcoming. How did you find that? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's sort of your, set, like I was saying, yeah, it is your second home and it's your point of reference. Like, it's easy to make mates at footy clubs because... 40, 50 blokes there are doing the same thing and going there to play footy and then, you you know, small talk after training and stuff like that, have a couple of beers and, you know, a couple of years roll on and, yeah, have won the odd flag up here as well, so it makes mm. it even easier, which, you know, um, yeah, you become real lifelong mates with those sort of blokes as well. So, yep. yeah, it's been, uh, it's been pretty easy, which is, yeah, I reckon if we didn't have the footy club or if we just come up, just to move up here, I think it'd be a lot, lot harder. Yeah, yeah, to sort of make those friends and sort yeah. of, yeah, then you're sort of stuck in your house, you don't know how to go out, especially once yeah. you get a bit older as well. Yeah. Yep. How'd you just go this year in footy anyway, off topic? Um, we made finals, so yep. um, at Labrador, we do have like our QAFL side, like seniors and reserves, and then the last couple of years, we've put in a Friday night comp, so there's a Friday night comp up here, which is semi-social, but, but still pretty competitive which is good and me being getting in my older age of um last two years coached that side and played in it and 
uh, first, yeah, we made finals this year and actually got knocked out in straight sets, which did Ooh. did hurt. But now nah, we'll have a go at it again next year and see what happens. Yeah, so nah, that's cool. Long time retired, so I'm trying to stretch yeah. out my footy career. Yeah, as <laughs> try <possible>. get as, <laughs> try get as long as you can out yeah. of it. Yeah, that's nah, cool. Obviously sort of getting work now being out on your own how have you sort of gone managing that obviously you've picked up as you said those few builders but like how have you sort of just reached out contacted people that kind of stuff for those people that are sort of going out on their own as well that have yeah going fuck how am i going to get work or the builder i'm working for is pretty safe like this that like how have you sort of managed that yeah so um pretty lucky one side of things i sort of got a bit word of mouth um from a few other mates that are builders and when they do got when they did get a few smaller jobs, they were sort of passed contacts on and got a couple of jobs that way. But the other one I think works for like new guys or small guys like myself was high pages. As bad as a rap it does get, uh, for me it worked a treat because I was able to get the small two or three day jobs out of there where people are just doing their own sort of renos and they were just looking for a chibi for a couple of days to give them a hand. So that especially before Christmas period last year. That, um, yeah, I got a lot of lot of work out of that, to be honest. Yeah. No, it's yeah. cool. Just putting yourself out there as well has probably helped. Yeah. 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 Like, how are you going through socials, like using social media? Have you got sort of a bit of work through that side of thing as well or not? Um, a lot of people ask me about that and I think I've only got like two or three jobs through social media. Yeah. Um, I think because probably I don't um, target social media is my main preference to get work through um but i know a lot of blokes who do and they do get a lot of work through there um but yeah like i said yeah i only got the odd job through it so yeah. no no it's cool as well like touching on that and sort of social media and sort of that kind of things sort of becomes a personal brand you would say as well is it like yeah. felt into that like as well like do you nearly tra- do you treat it as work probably as yeah. well, like social media, you don't sit there, scroll. Oh, you probably every night yeah. does it every night and now and then. But um, like you nearly treat that as probably work as well. Yeah, well, that's that's where it's sort of gotten to now where it is a personal brand now. Um, so, and it's, of, um, yeah, it's like the new resume really. Yeah. Social media. Um, yeah, cool. So, yeah, I do probably scroll on it a little bit too much sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is, yeah, at the same time, personal branding and stuff like that. So you've got to be, at the same time, careful of what you post on it. And I speak to a lot of younger guys about that side of things too. Like, a lot of people do check up on your socials, even if it is your personal Facebook or something. So, yeah, you've got to be mindful of what you put on there because it's out there for everyone to see. Yeah, that's it. And it's out there forever. Yeah. They never know where it goes once <laughs> you delete it. It's really gone. Yeah, it's never deleted. That's right. Even like as well, like just probably you being in the industry, what's your view on sort of how the industry going, where it is going and what kind of, like how do you feel about all that side of things as well? Yeah, it's very, oh, it's nearly a bag of licorice all sorts, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, like you see in the news, I suppose everyone would see it like, there's always builders going bust lately. Um, I, I don't, can't remember. I don't know if it's accurate or how correct it is, but I actually seen something the other day. There's like 2,000 builders or something in, I don't know if it's Queensland or the whole of Australia in the last 12 months have gone bust. So at times you sort of do get a bit worried and, um, and sort of are people starting to, like if builders are going bust, then it, people not paying or, you know, what's the whole story. But then at the same time, you know, if you're running a successful business and keeping on top of everything, then there's no excuses to stay afloat, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, every now and then you do get a bit of a, well, I do anyway, get a bit of a scare and work out, you know, what's going on with everything. But then you sort of have a chat with a few other guys in the industry and builders up here and uh, mates and stuff and, ones that I know that are going really well and um, we sort of feed off them and know that they're run a, running a successful business and still getting leads and plenty and they all say it's all going really well and obviously having the Olympics up here and stuff in a few years um, helps. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of... I think it's, yeah, it's still a bit up and down, to be honest. Yeah. Um, not knowing 
yeah, not knowing where it actually is heading, whether it's still going on the up, as most tradies are saying, there's plenty of work, but then you still wonder when's it going to filter out or head south or... Yeah. Yeah, so as long as you're just keeping your head up and running a successful business... Yeah, yeah. ...then really you should be backing yourself in and you should be sweet. Yeah, 100%. Quick one as well, like obviously talking about running a successful business and sort of going that thing... Um, when you're quoting and sort of going through those processes and say you put your quote and it's too high, yeah. like, and people complain about the money and this kind of stuff, how have you sort of gone, obviously being new into business as well, going like, oh, fuck, oh, no, I'll just do it for that price, like out of scarcity sort of. How have you sort of yeah. gone, no, this is my price, I know what I'm worth. Yeah, that's... Like, how have you gone accepting that? Yeah, that? That's, like, that's that's a good one. Um, and it's funny you say that. I've just done a couple and you sort of, when you send it off, you wonder are you pricing yourself out? too much and but again pretty fortunate there's enough work out there that if you don't get it and you've got to just again know your price and know what you're worth um and again backing yourself in i'll keep funnily enough keep saying that but it's probably one thing that i've had to learn a lot to do is back myself in um and yeah if if you know your price and know what you're worth and if they're not willing to pay it then yeah let them find someone cheaper or Sometimes I'm happy to sort of negotiate to a certain point because you might know you might put a little bit extra on it, um, give you that little bit of leeway. But yeah, at the same time, is I think that's where a lot of a lot of the industry, especially with project builders and the old cookie cutters, that there's a lot of cowboys out there all undercutting each other. Um, yep. So I'm pretty fortunate where I'm. Got a couple of builders that I sort of work with that are high-end renos. Um, and, yeah, you sort of get learn a lot off them as well. And and learning and saying, no, this is this is what it's worth and this is how much it's going to cost. And you've got to back that in and say, that's yep. it. Because if you want to get someone in that's cheaper, nine times out of ten, they're probably not going to do it right or somehow they're not going to pay themselves. And yep. then you end up with builders that are going bust. So. Yeah. How have you sort of learnt going through that as well? And obviously, you sort of said backing yourself in, as you've said, you've said it a few yeah, times. But like, how have you sort of gone knowing your worth? Going like, fuck, I know what I'm worth. Like, pay me that. Like, this is what I'm worth. Like, how have you sort of worked into that? Like, has it just sort of come up, or you had to do some work on it to go fuck? Like, no, nah, this is what I'm worth. Yeah, um, a little bit of both. Probably got a lot of confidence off um, a few clients actually, um, that even a few builders that said, you know, if we charge out X amount and they'd be like, oh, that's probably a bit cheap. You know, you should be charging a lot more than that. And even um, a client that I'm doing a reno for in Miami, he's, you know, again, become a good mate of mine. And he said, you know, you should be easily charging yourself out for 75, 80 bucks minimum. Like you're that type of guy. And um, yeah, so talking, again, talking to the right guys and, and then getting that confidence to, Again, back yourself in yeah. um, and and know exactly what you're worth. And I think it's, yeah, there's a, there is a lot of combo around, you know, the plumbers and the sparkies get the trade, uh, charge themselves out for X amount of dollars. Why can't the rest of the trades, like, they're doing just as much or, you know, in our field, yep. you know, being a carpenter or a joiner or whatever it may be, why can't we start charging that out? Like, yep. it's always been the industry norm that, you know, sparkies and plumbers are up there and then it's sort of like, you know, carpenters and all the rest of it, sort of that mid-tier. So, yep. yeah, again, you just got to know what you're worth and, yep. and, yeah. No, that's cool to know. Like, yeah, you just got to back yourself like, and just trust. And I always come with the convo I've had it with people. Like, yeah, as you said, quoting yourself out, you can do it very easily. Yeah. Like, and you feel bad sometimes when you get the call and they're like... Oh, what do you mean it's this much? Like, I yeah. can get it done for a quarter of that price, half that price, and you're like, well, go for it. Because yeah. I can't, I physically can't do it. Like, yeah. Um, have you had to take any sort of cuts or punts at when you first started going, fuck, like, I just need the work or not? No, uh, I think I've been pretty lucky, yep. to be honest. Um, haven't really, I think there's been one or two maybe where I've sort of just snipped a little bit off the top and go, oh, I might be able to knock a hundred or you know, a couple hundred bucks off here or there for a little job. And, um, but, yeah, having those difficult conversations when clients come back and go, oh, I didn't expect it to be that much. And 
you just say, well, that's how much it is, you know. And you've got to sort of believe, well, not so much believe in yourself, but you've got to educate yourself as well and yeah. know what, know exactly what you're charging. And that's one thing I've found because even, it's more the material side of things as well, where you quickly realise how expensive materials are going like. Um, yeah, I've noticed even a lot of, a lot of jobs that I've quoted lately have been sort of 50-50 with materials and labour. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy how much they've gone up. Yeah, 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 and it's just not. It still comes down to a bit of a guessing game as well. I believe quoting sometimes. Would you yeah. say? Yeah, definitely. Even um, educating the client as well. That's what yep. I found as well. Um, like you have, it might be a difficult conversation, but quickly when you tell them, you say, "Well." this is how much it is. I can break it down a little bit for you if you want. And um, and then they're pretty happy or they realise exactly how quick the money disappears. So Yeah, yeah. length of timber's not worth a couple bucks anymore. No, <laughs> that's what, yeah, I've had that conversation with a client plenty of times. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. And obviously having those hard combos and doing those things with your clients, like you said, it's sort of obviously 50-50 communication, but is, is that something like you always sort of preach, like have that hard conversation with someone? Yeah, if you can get it, um, or if you have those hard conversations early, if you need to, um, I find in my personal experience that it sort of helps the rest of the process out. Then yeah. if you need to do it again, you sort of feel a bit more confident to do it um, for whatever reason. And again, just being able to educate your clients on why you've done something or this is why this has happened or this is why I had to spend X amount of dollars on this or that. Um, yeah, I think that's a big one as well because, yeah, I find a fair few tradies out there sort of hide their head in the sand a bit when yep. it comes to that sort of thing. And it might be, again, might be just a confidence thing. Like they might know exactly what's going on, but they're probably, I don't know if they're scared or just not confident in backing themselves in to have that conversation with the client. And, being, and that's all it is, just being able to educate the client because yep. a lot of the time they probably, they don't know. Yeah, and that's what you just, yeah, tell them. Just say this is what's happened. This is why. This is why I've done this. This, and they, I find nine times out of ten they sort of go, okay, yeah, sweet. Now I understand. Yeah, yeah, and obviously communicating and like talking to the clients as well. That's probably where you create that friendship. You would say as well. Probably once they're like, oh fuck, like he's actually explaining it to me, not just shutting me off and going, yeah. oh, this is my price. Take it or leave it. Yeah, sort of thing. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I find, and um, and then they're happy to come to the party most of the time. Um, yeah. On yeah, on that friendship side of things as well, like you sort of break those barriers down, and if you're happy to have those hard conversations, and then show them that yeah, you're trying to educate them and show them the whole process and why you do something or what's going on, and um, yeah, they tend to realise oh, that's what's happening. So. Yeah. No, that's cool. Obviously, like now going out on your own, obviously ticking along nicely and going like that, what sort of the next things you got in the pipeline coming up? Anything cool that you've been thinking or planning out for business or anything? Um, yeah, I've got um, client-wise, got a yeah, few big clients, a um, couple of pretty cool projects coming up. Um, yeah, there's a real nice one I'm doing at the moment in Carrara, which is... Really nice on a big block that backs on the um, some pretty nice water near um, where the Suns play footy. So, um, but yeah, business side of things, yeah, just ticking along, um, yeah, trying to build that client base up too, um, yeah. which is a good thing. Like I said earlier, with not knowing sometimes where the industry might head, um, where it's funny where you're waiting for things going so good. Sometimes you sort of nearly wait for the downfall or think that it's coming but um yeah just trying to build that client base up so that downfall doesn't come yeah so yeah um yeah that's the initial stages for now yep. the next yeah six to 12 months is yeah just keep ticking along and just seeing where it takes me really yep. yeah and just enjoy the process probably a little yeah. now like being out on your own going fuck this is what i always is that like is it, you feel like now when you've got to where you are you're going like this is not this is what i want yeah, exactly. Um, funnily enough, I remember sort of the last six or 12 months of my apprenticeship. Um, at the time, I was sort of thinking, you know, I might be happy just to work for a builder for the next five or six years, swing a hammer, maybe become a leading hand or something. Um, 
to then being pushed out on my own sort of thing and again not knowing if I was ready for it but then jumping in the deep end pretty quick um yeah now I want to sort of yeah see how far this business can take me and see how much I can put into it and see how big it can get um to yeah backing myself in and going yeah I want to I want to be an actual builder and do some pretty big renos and you know some multi-million dollar big renos and yeah, so that that's changed a lot pretty quick in twelve months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've gone from one extreme to the <laughs> yeah. other. No, that's cool, man. All right. Anything else you want to? We might wrap it up in a minute. We're nearly at the fifty, but anything else you'd like to chat about? Talk about anything else you want to tell anyone about? Give them kick up the ass about. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, well, there's always the odd one where you know people ask um, what advice you give to apprentices and stuff. But the one thing for me. Um, that I didn't realise, like you obviously hear the um, cliche ones about opportunities and stuff, about when you get qualified, and but it's not until you actually get qualified, you don't realise actually how many opportunities there are out there for everyone, no matter what trade it is. And you've got that certificate with you for life, man. Um, and you can take it around the world, you can travel, like even just moving, moving states, like once you qualify, like it's so much easier um, to do that. So, you know, just stick at it for if there is apprentices out there listening now, um, doing it tough, doing it hard or whatever it may be, you just, yeah, stick at it because when you are finished, whether it's six months, 12 months or however long you've got to go, trust me, when, you, when you're qualified, it's, yeah, it's the world's your oyster, honestly. Yeah. Like, I didn't realise till, and the, I remember the day that I did get qualified, it probably didn't sink in for a couple of weeks or a month even that, I sort of felt in myself. I'm like, geez, I'm actually qualified. Like, and then from there, it's yeah. The last twelve months have just snowballed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a big like. Even though you're older, but you've still done your apprenticeship. You would say like, you as like you've done well. What any apprentice could do, like you could yeah. say, you know, like even if you're younger, you're 18, or you qualified at 19 or 20. Like you've gone through that process at an older age. Yeah. So it's like. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, but he's older. Like, he can do that now. But it's like, mm. you still wouldn't have gone out on your own if you probably didn't do your apprenticeship, would you say? Nah, definitely not. I'd probably, yeah, yeah still be a labourer or something. And that was probably a big thing in why I did it. Like, my son was only a couple of years old. And, yeah, um, I didn't want to get another five years down the track and still be a labourer or whatever it was. So, yeah, that was yeah. another massive thing and why I did it. And now... Yeah, definitely wouldn't wouldn't be where I am now if I wasn't qualified, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy to think like you've just gone, I'm going do me apprenticeship and then go out on your own. Like <laughs> anyone can do it. Like it's yeah, nuts. The kids like coming through the industry, like it, you can just go for it. And as you said, take those opportunities. As you you've probably been as you said, you've been pushed as well. But yeah, you're like fucking. I'm taking all the opportunities and just rolling with it for the yeah, minute. Like, exactly. Because yeah. there's yeah, there's a lot out there. There's heaps. Yeah opportunities there's heaps of people out there that want to help which is one another thing that i found on um, through instagram and socials and stuff like just reach out to there's a lot of tradies out there that have been through a lot where you know we're all fighting our own battles but yeah you know a lot of them that i found when it's starting with mine like i said when having those convos like yeah, it was amazing how many had been through similar things or you know fighting their own battles or yeah in day-to-day life that you know and they just still they just give you that confidence or whatever it may be just to keep pushing and yeah. and know that you're on the right path to where you're heading. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Even like touching on saying fighting your own battles and obviously mental health side of things, is that something big that, to you as well? Yeah, massive. Yep. Um, yeah, it's one thing that I've sort of, and I suppose a lot of people have done it, oh, gone through it themselves um, on some sort of scale with mental health and, um, yeah, um, none... Yeah, I've done it as well, like, have those mental health battles, whether it might be little or big. Um, but, yeah, I've actually teamed up um, with the Shaka Project as an ambassador as well. So yep. um, just being able to lean on them and being able to, you know, push that out into the world um, about having conversations with your mates and stuff like that. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's a massive, massive thing for me. Yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah, like hit home, like just really. That's cool. Jumping on as an ambassador as well, like yeah, yeah. They um, I follow them on Instagram, and they yeah had a ambassador 
um, shout out a couple of months ago. And so I just applied, not thinking much. I was sort of crossed my fingers and was hoping, I'm like, yeah, this could be something pretty cool. And yeah, it got on, got on board. And again, there's a whole big niche of it out there. They um, have a private um, group on Facebook for all the ambassadors. So they have a, they have a fair few ambassadors. Um, and then once a month, um, we have a bit of a Zoom chat and stuff. I haven't been able to jump on yet because footy and life got on in the way at the moment. But hopefully, yeah, I can jump on there and and then, yeah, hopefully do something pretty soon um, in that space yep. through, through tradies and mental health as well. So, yep. Do you reckon it's become more talked about and better in the industry now? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, because I remember, yeah, even 10 years ago, five years ago, it's probably... I don't know if it was frowned upon or just it was just something you just never spoke about. Like you sort of just kept to yourself whether you um, something was going on outside of home life or whatever. Um, but you just you just battled on. Um, but even I found even through footy clubs and stuff as well. So um, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy uh, to think how far it's come and still got a lot to go but it's just like evolving and everyone like as you said they've jumped on board you're an ambassador you're a chippy like it's just sort of it's in the face of everyone not not to not see yeah exactly. Like, so yeah it's there um yeah just being able to have those tools to have those conversations even if you're going pretty sweet in your life and but you just can see your mate struggling or whatever being a being able to have those tools to have that conversation and in that right space and being able to point your mates in the right direction to help them out and, you know, be next to them for whatever reason that they're struggling with. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool, man. We might nearly wrap it up there. Is there nothing else that's popping into your mind now? We uh, went on a little tangent there. Yeah, <laughs> nah. Um, nah, that's all pretty, pretty much covered it all there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, it's a cool little story. They got, like, done through that apprenticeship at the later age and, like, that's pretty cool, like, to see you just haven't gave up, like, to follow your passion, you would say. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, like I said, it was always there from a very young age, but you know, life just deals you different hands at some stage, and yeah, it, it just always drew me back in. Yeah, um, being a carpenter, so yeah, eventually got there in the end, right. which was good. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Congrats on that, and then, yeah, big thanks for like coming here, jumping on, and talking some shit. Yeah, really appreciate it. It means no, a lot. Thanks for having me. No, beautiful, brother. Let's go.